welcome to the Gaming Nook podcast. I am Bethany and this is my friend David. Hello. Uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, be spending a bit of time chatting about what we've done gaming-wise this year, play, what we've been playing through. Um, so this is part one of the podcast. Part two, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to next year. Well, this year now. Crazy how time flies. Isn't it just? Yeah, so we basically both come up with a list of like the top five games that we played last year, but there were a lot of other games that we didn't want to just forget about because I've had a pretty good year. David's had a less good year gaming-wise, but, you know. It's all right. It's all right. We still want to talk about it. Um, so the first sort of 10 and 15 minutes is us going to be doing bullet point, bam, 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 quick summary, review, opinions on the games that we've played. And then after that, it will be a more in-depth discussion on... Our top five. Or, yeah, on our top five. Um so yeah, should we get just dive straight in, David? Dive straight into the the year and sure. So I'll let you first start. first thing, yep. I've so I started the year with my new computer and I decided that I was going to put all of my GameCube games onto my computer and play them in four K. Uh, if you want to see that, go and watch our YouTube channel. Hooray! Start with a plug. Mario Party Four. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so I played through Metroid Prime One, The Hobbit, and Super Mario Sunshine again and loved them. They were just as good as they ever were. And in 4K. Excellent. I started the year playing Greedfall, which was better than I expected. Nice pirates, good side missions. Could have done with a horse. Nice. <laughs> uh, next, I went to Subnautica Below Zero, uh, which was not as good as the first one, but still great, still scary. Loved it. I played some really good games next, which I'm going to delve into afterwards. But in between that, I then played Professor Layton and the Curious Village, which was excellent to relax before bed. Um, nice little graphics. Enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, so I played with some friends from uni, a game called Starbound, which is like Terraria, but set in space. You can go between various planets and not as good, I thought. I then moved on to Ori and the Blind Forest, um, harder than I was expecting, but really smooth mechanics, really enjoyed it, um, and really satisfying when you managed to escape the challenges. Yeah, they looked tough. They were. <laughs> Good though. Uh, yeah, so once we'd finished Starbound, we moved on to For the King, which is a three-player uh, turn-based game where it's sort of co-op battles, which is great fun. Unfortunately, we died right before the final boss battle, and if you game over, it's game over. So um, I haven't played that since. <laughs> what a shame. Um, I moved on to XCOM 2, because it was on offer, and XCOM 1 wasn't. Um, fantastic game, fully addicted to it, currently playing the DLC and addicted all over again. Um, and it's really sad when you make the characters your friends and they die. Sorry, David. <laughs> yeah, ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah, about halfway through the year, I got myself a VR headset, which I will talk about in a bit. Uh, one game that I wanted to talk about, but I don't really have enough stuff to talk about for, is Beat Saber, which is great fun, but you can't really go into it much further than saying it's like Guitar Hero, but exercise. <laughs> As David get his, uh, get his steps in, Absolutely. get his exercise for yeah. the year. Um, Next up for me was Disco Elysium. I'm not really sure what to say apart from it's absolutely bizarre. Um, I was the worst cop in the world, but somehow solved the crime. Hmm. Well, as long as it works. Exactly. I slept in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat that. Um, 
Right, well, as a bit of a skip gap, because uh, there's a big old gap between that last game and the next one, um, I played a lot of Minecraft this year <laughs> with with my yeah. uni mates. I Always... just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time different mod pack, I put all the mods together. It's always good fun. I just don't understand Minecraft. It never gets my old. My brother's obsessed with showing me his like world. Sorry, this was meant to be quick, but I just, I just can't <laughs> do Minecraft. Um, anyway, um, next up, I played the 2016 Doom, uh, which you got me for my birthday. I did. Um, never played a Doom game before. Really liked it. Um, really liked the shotgun. Shooting lots of enemies was really fun, basically. <laughs> There's not much else to say about it. It's a hell of a game. It's a hell of a game. Uh, yep, so... Again, because there's a massive gap before my next game's release date, uh, spent a lot of time playing Soul Calibur VI this year. <laughs> because my work colleague is massively into it, and that is our lunch break. Uh, we've got about 150 hours logged on that game now. 150 hours, and my next game is slightly less than that. It's 12 minutes! Hey. Hey, good segue, good segue. Um, great time loop game. Really intriguing, really satisfying to work out the puzzles. But what the actual F was that ending? <laughs> yes, I heard about that. <laughs> right, no spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'm not spoiling it. And now you're going to find out why I skipped so far ahead. Uh, my next game is Metroid Dread, which I I wouldn't I wanted to put in my top five, but I've not finished it yet, so I don't feel like I can. Yeah, um, same same for me. I'm playing through it, haven't finished it, so. It lives up to Metroid yet. Fusion, and that is great praise from me. Maybe next year it'll be. Mm. It'll be higher. Um, next to me, Pokemon Shield. It was another Pokemon game. Um, I liked it because the graphics were a lot cooler, and the cute little villages and everything was lovely. And it's just another Pokemon game. If you like Pokemon, you'll like it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Final game of the year for me was Halo Infinite, which, uh, again, I'm only halfway through the campaign and I've not played the multiplayer yet. Campaign, don't get the point of the open world, but hey, it's fun, so... Great, great fun with the grapple hook. Yeah. Um, and I'm the opposite in that I have been playing the multiplayer and haven't got round to the campaign yet. Multiplayer's a lot of fun, I'm terrible at it, and I was used to be Team Assault Rifle, I'm now Team Battle Rifle. Yeah. Um, and my Welcome to the team. <laughs> Those are all the pros are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pro. Um... And my final game in our quickfire summary is Forza Horizon, Horizon 5, which is gorgeous. Again, I'm terrible at it. Um, and please fix the online multiplayer with friends. Because it's a fantastic game that I want to enjoy with my friends. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically we wanted to go through them real quick because there was a lot of games on there that we wanted to talk a lot about, but we would literally have been here all day yes. discussing that as we found out the hard way just a few minutes ago yeah we did just do about an hours recording and got through five games got through five games like total basically we were just talking about everything to do with them and we were just like this is nobody wants to well if you want to listen to us for a whole day just let us know <laughs> and we can make more recordings but we thought that's a bit of overkill really mm. so we decided to condense down the ones that didn't make our top five and just sort of summarize them all but the fact that you know those quick summaries that's not to say they weren't good games in there there were some really good games in there like brilliant games speed it up bethany we're running out of time oh sorry sorry <laughs> stop talking stop talking right that's the end of the podcast <laughs> everyone go home <laughs> um but yeah i think um 
yeah, we could we could get lost forever talking about those games, but we want to focus the time on the ones that we most enjoyed. So we've both narrowed down our top five of the year, which yeah. we've skipped out of that list we just gave. Yes, so it's all new games that we haven't mentioned yet. So drum roll, please, David. What's your number five? Number five, starting at the bottom, it was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. The first game I well, yeah, the first game I played yeah. this last year. Also, the game that I entered the new year with. Right. Um, I quite liked it. Against all like all of the other reviews, I thought it was really quite fun. Um, like all of the all the side missions, which I completely missed out when I went through it. I got to the end of the game. I got given the final quest. I chatted to Bethany about it. And she went, "Oh, have you done all this?" And I was like, "No. What? Uh, when's that happen?" <laughs> and I was like, "Did you not just get the phone calls? Did you not get the text messages telling you to come here?" And you were like. No. I was like, what? My game had bugged, and yeah. I never got any of the side quest notifications. Which are the best part of that game. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic. Yeah, I got I got to the I got to the end and I was like, that was quite short and I'm not really sold on it. I don't know. Yeah. And then side quest and it's like, these are actually really good. Yeah, I wish I'd played these as I was going through it. Yeah. Like we we literally just said like David played it on PS five. I played it on base PS4 both at launch mm. and David had infinitely more bugs than I had. I had a crash like game game dead every two hours or so. Yeah. When I had zero crashes. I had like a few weird glitches. For example, if I killed an enemy without them knowing I was there and they died, sometimes they would just remain stood up. Which was quite <laughs> quite impressive. <laughs> so I would just like kill a whole room of people because I went for like the hacking approach. Mm. So I could literally sneak into a room, fry that guy's brain, fry that guy's brain, blah, blah. They wouldn't know I was there, and there's just a whole load of dead people, but they're still stood up. And walking through the room was, like, creepy, because it's all these just dead... Statues. Yeah, like, stood stood up dead bodies. Just and looting I'm, this standing yeah, dead could, body. Yeah, was, I was like... <laughs> and then you're going back through, and you're like, is that a real person, or have I already killed you? <laughs> so yeah, that was the sort of... Or I did once for a grenade, and it just went through the floor of the map. That's not too bad. As long as you didn't go through the floor. No, no, no. I didn't, but my grenade did. I did manage to get through the floor on one occasion. All right. It's not competition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I completely like... Because I feel like everyone's main issue with it was that... Because when the reviews first came in, like people that had played it on PC and everything, Mm. and it actually ran really well, were saying how great the game was. was Which is completely fair because, like... I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic game. Like we said, those side missions were so well written and you could totally get invested in the stories and the relationships between the characters and what they'd been through. You really felt like the connection there to them. Hmm. I mean, it was no Witcher 3 and it felt like the relationships could have done with more work. Yeah, and I thought there could have been a few more of them. Yeah. But they were the highlight of the game and did really stand out. Yeah. Um, gunplay was basically Fallout. Yeah, I mean the gun. I didn't really go in massively. You were more a pistol. I did. Pistol yeah, guy. I went pistols because they're overpowered. Yeah, you yeah you could get like stats. Yeah, but so was my hacking. Like I said, I could literally just go into a room and fry I someone's th- yeah, brain. Yeah, your hacking was actually them. more overpowered than my pistols for right. a long, long time. Yeah, you had to build up to your pistols. Yeah. But, um, but I guess that that does show that you can go into it and play whatever style you want. Because right. Ashley went in with like melee. And yeah, just that's true. Beat everything up because yeah. he's a thug, <laughs> and that was like a fully valid way of playing for as well. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, we're both thoroughly. Yeah. Like, really enjoyed that and when the next next gen patch because i know they've put in a lot of patches and people generally now are saying that it's um like a, a good version to play solid experience but yeah. considering that a next gen patch is going to be coming and you you know people might have waited this long to play like totally when that comes out treat it as like a new release that you can right. get excited for go in for the next like gen and it is it is a really good game mm. it's a really good game um so hopefully more people get to see that because, like the developers have done, a really good job of yeah, what, and they've, what they've done. They have been properly bashed for exactly. for what they did. Yeah, screwed over for things not entirely in their control. Yeah, well, so. I mean the Polish government were considering taking them to court for that. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, it's a complete mess the way that it was done. But where are the products at now? It's and right. the actual game, yeah, would totally recommend. Yeah. Um. So, so your my, number five. My number five is actually Gears 5. Oh, And neat. not just because they've both got fives in. Um, I only finished playing this about a few weeks ago. Um, I started playing it through pretty much when it was released with Ashley, but it's not his sort of game. Mm. Like we played it co-op because I love playing through Gears and basically well, anything with a co-op. I'll, I love playing it through with a co-op, yeah. which is why I'm sort of half waiting for the Halo campaign. Right. Because the co-op's not released yet. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I played a lot of it through and I remember being really drawn in by the story, but we didn't finish it for whatever reason. Um, I guess it wasn't really Ashley's sort of game. And then we moved house and well to here with you. This was years ago when it was first released. We moved (laughs) in with David. It was released at like the end of 2019, I think. Um, and then we moved here and had a different setup and different consoles all together and blah blah. So we didn't we didn't end up finishing it, um, but yeah. So I, I just went back to it because I I wanted to see where that story went right. because it had drawn me in so much, um, and I had to, I started back right from the beginning because I'd remembered bits of it, but my memory for stories and things is is not great. Um, so I wanted to get back in, do the whole thing, and. Yeah, I've 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 got it as number five, but consider you'll see considering the games I've played this year, not none of them actually released this year. But anyway, not the point. Huh. Um, those games are like they're fantastic games, and yeah, this one has received like a mixed mixed bag of reviews. Like there's quite a lot of people saying that the open world didn't fit in, or that the tone was slightly off compared to the other Gears oh, games yeah. or whatever. Um, and I've even seen people like say that they found Kate as annoying as a character, but I actually I I loved her character. I thought oh, right. it was, yeah, I thought having her as the central beat to like the first well majority of the game almost was yeah like her her story was what drew me in, and um, the open world bits for me offered a nice like change of pace because Gears is that constant frantic enemies frantic enemies cover yeah. hide shoot enemies blah, blah blah and the open world bit just you didn't have, like you could just get on your skiffs speed straight through go to the next bit um but i there were you know a is limited it, number of is things it collectibles or is it side missions it's it they're mainly collectibles the side mission is to the extent of clear out this area right of enemies and pick up an upgrade for jack yeah at the end the, the, yeah there's there's not yeah, it's, it's, oh, help these 
guys restore their water yeah. thing by just clearing the enemies from it. Yeah. You haven't got to do anything. Full out, uh, far cry mission. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, like you didn't have to do any of that at all. So, but for me, it was okay. I've had that set period of time being in that linear style play, mm. um, being stuck in that. Not stuck in that because it's really enjoyable, but you know, um, at that same pace and the open world just switched it up a little bit yeah, for me which gave you that. that little time to sit back breathe reflect right this is what i've done and then move on to the next carry bit. on with the story yeah hmm. yeah um so i've I've not done any of the multiplayer mainly because i still find gears a little clunky it is yeah and i mean the control scheme always has been because it, it is a cover shooter exactly exactly but i just i just know that the people online would absolutely have me <laughs> They would have my life, and I'm not about that because I'm a sore loser. Mm. So, yeah, Gears Online, not not for me because I don't want to be wrecked, basically. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting in the corner and cry. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, my opinion on the campaign, that is probably that it's my favourite Gears. Right. Which is pretty high praise. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And that's your fifth... Fifth game That's of the year. That's fifth game, which says a lot about yeah. the rest. Yeah. But let's move on. What's, okay. what's your fourth? My fourth one, uh, which will probably take people by surprise, because a lot of people really like this game, um, and I thought it was, you know, okay. And it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. So I respect the game a lot. Like, they've done a lot of work on it. It is... Oh, 100%. Yeah. It it's, is, it's a whole... It's a huge game, and I really like the fact that they've spent so much time bringing it up to current gen. Yeah. But I didn't really enjoy it. Um, the battle system just got old for me really quite quickly. Like, I, I like what they've done to try and meet turn-based with real-time action. I like that they've tried to do that. But in doing so, they've made it so you hold down a button and that is your attack. And you build up a gauge and then you can choose to do like your special attacks. But if I'm in a game, I just hold down a button to attack. I feel just completely removed from the game. Yeah, like it's not you actually making that right. move and in control of that, exactly. that attack. Um, and so after a while, like the, the battles were just dull for me basically and they were quite long some of them as well just like you'd walk down the corridor a flipping for house the, for the <laughs> well no like if you're just walking around and you've got to go from one place to another and then go back again and then go back again oh right yeah you mean yeah i get what you're and, saying and like some of the battles down there like you get two two of those big robots with um with chainsaw hands yeah yeah i remember that and they take like five minutes to kill each time yeah um i i just found it got really old quite quite quickly yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I I enjoyed the game, but it wasn't close to being... I think I played it last year. Mm. But, I mean, it wasn't close to being in my favourite games yeah. at all. And it was... Um, it Like, the characters were really pretty and everything. But some of... Like, I don't know why this bothers me so much, but it does. Some of the textures in that game are so low resolution Wait, that it just I, completely pulled me out of the whole thing. I completely thing. remember you saying there was... Yeah, because you were playing it through and you were like, Bethany, come and look at this, come and look at this. And I was like <laughs> cooking dinner or something in the next room. You're like, come and look at this. I was like, what, what is it? And you were like, look at this sheet of metal. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what about it? You were like, 
They've, they've not finished the sheet of metal. The rest of the building looks beautiful. Look at that wood. The wood looks great. What is this sheet of metal? And so I would be being like... It's that, it's that it. section after you fall into the church where you're going along the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. And it's corrugated metal on the rooftops. And if but you no, look at it flat. in... If you look at it in section, it's just a flat sheet and they've just <laughs> textured it to look corrugated. <laughs> How, like, the PlayStation 4, I played this on at the time, I think. No, it was PlayStation 5. Like, how much processing power has it got that it <laughs> can do amazing character models but can't do a wrinkly bit of corrugated metal? <laughs> It just, I don't know. And then, like, there's a there's a specific door which has been made a lot of in like the uh, on YouTube oh, right. uh, to an, to an inn which is in deep shadow, but it gets opened occasionally. Right. And it looks PlayStation One. I mean, <laughs> it's it's got about ten pixels in it. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, like that sort of stuff. Like, as long as the game, obviously, really good graphics, like in a game that I'll come to later really can elevate games. Oh yeah. But in something like that, I'm not I'm not the sort of person who's gonna look at a corrugated roof tile to see mm. if it's done properly. I couldn't I couldn't get less. But for me with the game, like it's similar to you like, I I did enjoy the battle system a lot. Right. But with the same thing as you, you could tell that the game was stretched out mm. to put in more details to make it a full length game for essentially what was half of the game or yes. whatever of the original but like you you said to me earlier like you thought you'd you were nearing the end and you told me the point you were at and i was mm. like oh ho, ho, david <laughs> if only you knew right. <laughs> because you are not near the end my friend but it i was trying to explain like he was near the end in terms of story not much actually happens after that but for some reason they put in so many battles after battles after battles to round out the game that i didn't feel the need for i wasn't going into this battle going oh this is meaningful i think i, rem- I want to do i think this. i remember you saying how many battles there were at the end oh, and that's part so of what long. put me off actually yeah. finishing the game and like i enjoyed the battle system but you know it wasn't anything revolutionary mm. it wasn't something that i wanted to just spend hours repeatedly doing without yeah. story or meaning behind it right. and that's sort of how the ending rounded out for me yeah um and just quickly before we move on the other thing that really annoyed me about the game was the fact that it spent the first sort of six hours of the game introducing these the set of characters that you were supposed <laughs> to sort of grow, grow you know get to know and grow to sort of love in some cases and then it separates you from them for a good six to ten hours yeah and then brings them back just in time for them to die. And they've got these really tragic death scenes where, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it, but um, I just didn't feel anything for them at all beyond a sort of, yeah. oh, they've died. That's a shame. Why'd they yeah. do that? It was weird. It was like having a best friend in like primary school. And then you go off your separate ways to secondary school, college, uni, mm. you get a job and then you meet them back again when you're like, 30 and you're supposed to have like that same relationship with them it's right. like oh i've sort of forgotten about you now yeah. without being rude like you <laughs> don't have that again yeah who was it oh you were that kid right <laughs> like you just don't have that same level of compassion no and it is yeah it doesn't i guess it doesn't pull on your heartstrings the way that no it felt it like it should have done it was intended yeah. to anyway i can get behind that yeah we should probably move on yeah well 
my number four, and this is going to be majorly controversial oh. because it's a lot of people's greatest game of all. In fact, I read the IGN list, oh, yeah. right? And, you know, you can say what you want about their journalism, but their number one game of all time was my fourth favourite game I've played this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, don't get me wrong, fantastic game. Yeah, you've had um, a good year, to be fair. I, yeah, I've had a brilliant... Like, I was saying to David, all of these games would make it into my top 25 comfortably, my top mm. 20. Like, the games getting the other end would be in my top 10 of all time. Yeah. So, this is no way a slander or... or hate on Breath of the Wild at all because I really enjoyed that game Mm. and it was one of those games that while I was playing it it was all you could think about playing right like when 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 you're like at work you're like oh I'm gonna go home and I can play some more Breath of the Wild that'll be good and you just all you want to do is just be in that world and play that game Um, but at the same time it wasn't something that I thought I need to go and do every shrine here like I wasn't so into it that I had to see every corner. I had to no. explore everything. No, that's fair. Because that, to me, just felt a bit overwhelming with the amount of stuff. Yeah. And I think Nintendo, obviously, like the way they designed the game, basically saying, you've got all the tools you need. You can just go and kill Ganondorf now. Right. You want Gan- Ganondorf? I always get confused. It's, yeah, Either interchangeable or, at this well, stage. Whatever. Um, the big bad guy. Big bad <laughs> wolf. <laughs> um yeah, they basically say you can go and do that at any point. So it's not like you you can make that game as long or as short as you want it. So that's obviously a good thing because for me, I was done at about 50, 60 hours. Right. Which for me, I'm not, I've, I've rarely have put in over 100 hours in one game. Yeah. Fallout being an exception, Skyrim being an exception. Witcher? You know what? I might not have even. I might be right. about the hundred low yeah. hundreds mark for The Witcher. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not a 304 hour plus no. person anyway. So for me, that's a solid chunk of time. Right. That's several months of my time solely dedicated like to playing that game. And I was able to, you know, I did all the, um, oh God, what are they called? The like other bosses that you take down. God, what do you I mean? I remember them. Like the elephant, the camel, oh, the what, lizard. Oh, the divine beast. The divine beast, that's the name of them. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was me who played this game this year, not David, <laughs> but he remembers. Um, yeah, I mean, I did all of them and, and really enjoyed them and the puzzles in them and everything. But we had the same issue with this game. Well, you to a bigger extent than me, but... Are we talking the lack of dungeons? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was my big thing about... It. I I love the world. It's fantastic. I love the art style. I love traversing the world. But it's not really a Zelda game without the dungeons because what they've done is they've split up what used to be the big intricate dungeons with, with small keys. You'd go around, you'd try and maze your way through with all the puzzles. Um, you know, it was proper exploration down into this dungeon bit. And now, because they've tried to constrain the dungeons into the actual world map, 
So you don't go down into a cave or anything. It's it's inside these divine beasts, which limits a dungeon to about, what do you reckon, ten rooms? Probably, yeah. Um, For the divine beast ones, yeah. Yeah. And those are the the closest thing you come to the actual... And there's only... Others out, like, yeah. old school. And there's only dungeons. four of them. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of actual dungeon time, it's 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 minimal. Yeah. Um, the shrines, like, they're fun. I did quite a few of them. I, I did more than I needed to. But, oh, yeah. I, I did but, about... Oh, how many were there? Because I did about 40 or 50. I think there's, no. a, there's a, just over 100. I think I did about 60 of them. Right. Maybe 70. Yeah. I think I got up to about 80 or 90. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, like, there's, there's quite a few which are, you know, I, just a, a combat thing. Yeah. There's quite a few which are sort of fairly samey bomb tactics or like freezing things. You know, they're fun little puzzles, but but they're not dungeons. They don't fit, they don't scratch the itch. Yeah. Um and apart from Hyrule Castle, there's not a single what I would classify as a dungeon in that game. Mm. Although I've... I loved Hyrule Castle though. <laughs> That yeah. was great. I really enjoyed doing that because I came in from the basement and then worked my way my, all the way up. I think I did that because I, what I wanted to do with Hyrule Castle was what I do with most games is go the wrong way. Mm. And I think I accidentally went the right way yeah, I think you and did. did it way too quickly. Yeah. I barely experienced Hyrule Castle, which was a shame. Um, but yeah, I was going to say like with the shrines, I completely agree in that the, some of the puzzles in there, you're like, oh, this is so cool. And when you actually figure it out, mm. you feel like like that's the that's the feelings that Zelda games do really well is once you figure it out yes. and figure where to go. And yeah. there was that sense in a few of those puzzles, but it was only for that short period of time and then you were back out into the main world. It yeah. felt like it was lots of different segments of what was a dungeon right. all split up and put across. Yeah. Like all fragmented across rather than having it all being into one connected space as yes. well. Um like, I like the shrines, and I like... Again, it's that change of pace, like the option to have shorter things, the option to have longer things, but you didn't really have the option for the longer things. Mm. So as much as it is a fantastic game, and obviously everyone's going on about how pretty much every game released now has got <laughs> influence from it, and, like, you can you can see that, obviously, that it's open-world design and its approach to mm. the freedom it, it lends you is, is really cool. It is. Um, but it wasn't that perfect game for me no i mean there are like there are things that have stuck with me about that game like there's 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 a shrine where you can you have to fly between lasers firing at you from different sides you've got to go through this long corridor with various guardians just sat there sure sort of sizing up lasers on you and you have to drop out of the air and carry on flying it's at the end of the long ravine i did tell you to do it (laughs) maybe you didn't um, uh, to be fair, to you told me to do about quite a few. I, I told you about four, I think. No, I can't remember all of them. There's there's <laughs> another one which is like a massive labyrinth, which you get to the I end of, yeah. and you get to a shrine, and the shrine gives you like the normal spirit orb. If you leave the sh- the shrine and then sort of go around, you can get under a bit that's lifted up, and there's oh, okay. there's a big pit down there, which is filled with deactivated guardians. Oh, nice. And if you sneak around them, there's a chest at the far end, which contains one of those diamond diadem things, which gives you resistance against guardians. Oh, right. 
right, The yeah. moment you pick it up, they all turn on. <laughs> um, and it's just like, oh my God, run. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting out of there. There's like 20 guardians in there and they're all lining you up. Yeah. Um, I loved that so much. <laughs> it was such a nice little thing to find in there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the fun of that game really is that it is... They've hidden little bits, little gems of, of, of gameplay in there. But you do have to dig for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're both basically in agreement in saying that fantastic game. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, if you have a Switch, you've got to play it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why you buy um, it, what you buy a Switch yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to play it. But it's not the top, top perfect game for no. either of us. No, um, it's not. Which is why it's my number four. What's, what's next for you then, David? Number three for me this year was Kena Bridge of Spirits, um, which was the first game that I looked at during the uh, E3 demos and went, I'm getting a PS5. Yeah. Because um, at the time it was only coming out on PS5. And I changed that. Anyway, <laughs> um, it looked amazing. So it looks like a Pixar movie or, yeah. you know, or, or a Ghibli movie. Ghibli, Ghibli. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and and it you know it it's cute it's fun it's yeah, hard the little, uh, what are those bob things what the rot them? yeah <laughs> horrendous name but they're really cute yeah um so i knew i was going to get that game from the moment i saw that trailer yeah. um and yeah i really liked it actually it's it's short but because it's so hard that <laughs> people are going to tell you that it was really easy i expect um <laughs> no. Yeah, but people say anything. People are there like, oh, yeah, I just beat Sekiro and Bloodborne with my eyes closed. Exactly, it's yeah. like, oh, no one cares. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like a combination of Horizon Zero Dawn and Dark Souls and its gameplay. Yeah, which, to be but, fair, which sounds is like a winning weird combo. in a game that looks like that. It looks like it's for kids. Yeah, it, when, you, when you look at that game, you do not think... I'm gonna to need to fully concentrate and right. fully execute no, to it, get this right. This is not a this is not a hard as nails written all over it game. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's the, the the you have a staff and you have a bow and arrow like Horizon, but more like Dark Souls. You you know you've got and you've got the dodge roll, but more like Dark Souls. You've got no cancel on your swings, so if. If you're halfway through a swing and something attacks you, you are not stopping your own <laughs> swing to dodge. You are committed. Yes, you are, and you're going to get hit hard. I, I like to think of it as stubbornness on the character's behalf. Yeah, yeah, right. Just going, yeah. No, you made your choice. <laughs> I live with it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and and there's you know you can parry moves and sometimes you need to, but the parry time frame is like point one, point two of a second. Like an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly like an Emmy. Um, Christ, I could not do that. Uh, yeah, and they often don't give a very good sort of wind up to their attack either. Oh. And then you get the boss battles where it's like they'll often just completely nullify one of your attacks. So bosses will just hit away your arrows or they'll block all of your physical attacks or they'll fly around so you can't hit them. Yeah. And then the final boss, well, last but fi one but final boss... Um, not only does he block all of your physical attacks and then counter you back immediately, he will also hit your arrow straight back at you if you try and shoot him. Yeah, he sounds like a twat. He was, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no, I saw you. I saw you playing that and thought, 
It was a good 10 this to 15 the, attempts on that one. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that was on normal normal mode. God. <coughs> um, yeah. Sorry, it's not COVID. I have had some tea and it's gone down the wrong hole. <laughs> 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 I do apologise for that. Carry on, David, while I just die in the corner. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so I thought when I, when I beat that boss, I was like, yes, I've done it. I've finished the game. Um... And uh, no, no, I hadn't. No, there was another boss, um, and I'd I'd spent the whole f- sort of most of the game thinking, oh, the map looks like there's another half to this game up the north end because you can move up there and sort of pan around, and go, oh, look, empty map area. I look forward to going there. Look, I guess this this bit's going to be the middle boss. Yeah. And it turned out that the entire north edge of the map was just the final boss battle arena. Yeah. Um, Do you think they like ran out of? Time it kind of looked like or... it, but to be fair, I mean, they are like it's their first game, yeah. and they're an animation studio, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's only a small, it's only a small team anyway. So. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, it's For it's the first game. I mean, it won indie indie game of the year. Yeah, indie so. game of the year. It's thirty five quid, which is half price for a yeah. new game. So. Fair play to them, really. Yeah. Thoroughly recommend. Yeah, I them. really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Um, well, my number three. Again, I'm going controversial again because there's a lot of people who didn't get this game, didn't not didn't get it, that like didn't understand it, where the you know excitement for it was coming from, didn't you know weren't as immersed and captivated by it as I was, mm-hmm. and then there's other people who I've spoken to who have loved it as much as I have, and that is Days Gone. Yes, right. Um. Which I loved everything about this game. I loved the setting it was in. I loved that post-apocalyptic <coughs> zombie-style game um, yep. with the open world. I loved the the you know that survival, the camps, like different people's approaches to how are we gonna survive this? What's best to do? Where where does humanity go from here? I loved the relationship again between the characters, like the way they were written, like. Um, with Deacon and Sarah and Boozer, I thought like the characters writing in there and their relationships were brilliant. Um, the hordes were awesome. Like, did you manage to take one, take on a horde? No. Right. So David didn't get basically at the start of the game. People who haven't played it, the big thing in Days Gone that sets it apart from the others were these hordes. So the sheer number of zombies that can come at you. You can if you cover come across a horde. At the start of the game, you die. You you run or you die because you are no. Not... You run and you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, well, you get on your motorbike and go the other direction mm. because you do not stand a chance. And you see them, and it, it's just this holy crap. Yes. Am I gonna be like? What do I do here? Is this something I can ever overcome? Because you look at it and just the sheer number of them, they just take you down. But as you build up your your weapon stash, um, like all your your abilities and your grenades and stuff, and you well mainly the amount of ammo that you have, <laughs> mm. you when you take down that first one, you're like, oh my god, I killed all of all of them because because right. they 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 do damage to you like when they get to you, mm. um, and they're not just one melee they're down you know they're not difficult to kill but as a, as a group it's, it's yeah it's a real accomplishment so that's that's what sets 
that bit part um but it does take some building up to be able to get to that point so i get that you know if you haven't managed that it could be a bit of a slow burner i think i've heard people say like it starts slowly but for me it was the story that pulled me through it and kept me going and kept me going and i did i platinumed it i did because i really yeah right. platinumed it loved it um all the side content in all the areas um I basically this is the best thing I can say about it is you think the game's going to end at a certain point. Mm. You think I've invested about thirty hours into this game, okay. doing everything. The story's coming to a close. Mm-hmm. I think I'm done. Right. And boom, there's like the map again. Right. And yeah. you could easily think, oh, really, yeah. like it's like I was ready for it to end. Yeah. You should have tied it up, but I was like. Oh my god! I get to do all of that again right, with okay. new with stories and more storylines mm-hmm. and more seeing where this is going. Yes, and you could tie up all the stories that I hadn't had answers to. I was buzzing for that. I was, right. I was like, yes. So I properly got hooked by that game. Yeah, um, it's it's great when a game does that to you. Yeah, I think I remember doing that with Tales of Symphonia the first time I played that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get you get to the point where it's like this is the the tower of the big bad, you know, going up against them, and it's like, yeah, you fought them, and and uh, yeah, you you don't stand a chance, and so um, here's a new world for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah I was like, that's the thing. Wow. It, it can so easily be a bad thing that, mm. but for me, like, it totally wasn't because I was just happy to keep playing that game. Yeah. Yeah, when a game has, has already hooked you and you're invested in the story and then it goes, and here's some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the gameplay itself was pretty standard, like shooting, third-person shooting, yeah. grenades. There wasn't anything special to the actual I mean, combat, it... apart from the horde mechanic, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I just didn't, I just enjoyed doing it like the whole way through. I have a problem with games that have sort of too dark a tone without, like it just it just seemed quite grey and and I didn't really. Do you mean the like the world itself? The world itself, like yeah. Physically, grey. I just didn't enjoy being there. So quite quickly, like if the story doesn't grab me in those places, the same happened with um, Dishonored. Yeah. I just get put off and and sort of put it down to play something more sort of. More jolly or more, um, you know, uh, enthralling. Yeah. Um, and I just won't ever quite pick it up again. Yeah. And that's what happened with that game. It's weird because like, I totally get what you're saying, but I like it didn't feel like that for me. I guess it's like like Fallout Three. I adore that game, mm. but there's barely a color in it. Yeah, <laughs> but Fallout Three. I don't know what it was. Um, I think it was I like I enjoyed taking the piss out of the stealth mechanics. What like I got, similar Skyrim I got, style. <laughs> yes, exactly. I got enjoyment out of the fact that I felt like I was I was beating the game at its own game. <laughs> yeah, but you're unique um, like that, David. And and then and then like, you know, you, you sort of go right, I've got to go into this dangerous bit that I've never been allowed into before, which is like, you know, the the city. Yeah. With all the super mutants, like I don't want to do this. I got to do this next, and it's just like the, the overcoming that fear was what what then hooked me to Fallout Three more than I've been hooked to Fallout Four. 
because I'd already overcome that by that point. I knew you, what I could. You and I play and see games so differently. <laughs> like I like I love Fallout Three. I think for the same ways that I love Days Gone, mm. because like I I loved the world of Fallout Three despite it being that grey, dreary, right, depressing, post-apocalypse, destroyed sort of empty by on purpose mm. area but for me days gone like i guess because it ties in with that story of of holding on to that bit of hope right. or finding different seeing different characters interpretations of hope mm. and what do they see the future looking like what what do they keep going for because you're in a world and which so like when you go back to the camps and the different versions of camps that people have come up with and you see those different ideas of hope that contradict the actual world which is grey nothingness and and you'd look out there and you you just you wouldn't see a hope for humanity. Right. But then talking to the characters, which is what drives the game forward, and understanding what 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 are they taking? How are they pushing on when everything outside them is not giving them a reason to right. push on? Yeah. What are they finding within them? What are they living for essentially? Mm. Um and yeah, there, there was just so many different storylines, and and I just think it was so fascinating, uh, like a reflection, I guess, on humanity and a commentary on the way that different people can see can see the world right. and, and what they think the answer and the best way of doing things is. And I just yeah, you I really saw that should play games. The Last of Us one of these days. Ah, oh, see, I'm. You know what? I actually think I will now. Mm. I kept. I didn't want to because I'm so easily scared, and I. I think it would just be just too scary for me because, like, when I say I'm easily scared, I'm easily scared. Yeah. Like, Days Gone was pushing it. Right. And that's not a scary game. Mm. It just has zombies. Yeah. But. I love everything about the idea of that game. Yeah. And if the characters are written in any way similar to Uncharted, which we'll they're, get onto. They're better. Yeah. Actually. Oh, then yeah, I actually do need to play it. Yeah. Sure. Like I actually I think I will. And then if it is too scary, I go, Well at least I tried. Right. So I yeah. will. I will. And that's on the definitely will. But anyway, I think yeah, enough on enough on Days Gone. So my opinion on it is that it's it's fantastic, but right. I completely understand where I'd like, I'd like to get from. into it, but I just I couldn't make myself do it somehow. Yeah. Well, the maybe games. maybe one day I'll go back to it. What was your two? My number two. Um so yeah, as I said before, I got myself a VR headset this year. Yes, bought yes, myself you did. an Oculus Quest 2. Um and after a fairly um car sicknessy start, <laughs> um, yeah. I eventually managed to get myself playing the uh, the games where you can actually wander around and explore places, which is far more my style of thing. So my number two game was Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, with, I should add, the DLC, because without it, it's a really short game. Um, I didn't realise that was a VR game that you'd played. Yes. Um, so it's, essentially, it feels like your hand Solo. That's that's what they're going for there. Okay. Um, you know, you're you are actually a I believe you're a drone mechanic by trade. Right. <laughs> but yeah. that doesn't really matter very much. <laughs> um so essentially you've got two hub places. You've got the bar, which has got this charismatic alien who's sort of you know We love charismatic aliens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's 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 quite 
awkwardly charismatic, so he's really friendly. Endearing. Yeah, that's okay. the word. Um, and and a bit thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've got this other place, which has got the sort of uh, whiny-sounding uh, shopkeeper who sells the droids, and, and right, he's the yeah. person that had hired you to start the game. Um, and basically, you just get sent out on quests to these various little places. Um, and... Like, it doesn't really matter very much what you're doing because it's just fun to walk around, look around, because that's the difference between VR yeah, and, and that's flat what, screen. Yeah, that's what sets it apart, for sure. And then, unlike normal shooting games, like, in VR, normal shooting games, it's iron sights, right? Yeah. So you have a gun and it's sort of, you know, ultra-realism, but obviously yeah, it yeah. doesn't look so good. But, you know, that's the idea. So, um, you know, sight up and, you know, scopes and all the rest of it. This game, no. No no sights at all. It's all from the hip. What? In VR? Yes. yes. That's so weird. They, like, you can, you can attempt to look down the weapon, but there's no sight on it. Because it's Star Wars, and no one uses a sight in Star Wars. <laughs> um, if, Is if, that hard? It starts off being, like, because basically it starts off by giving you assault rifles, right? Yeah. So you, you fire a, shoot, a few testing rounds and then you're like, right, so it's there then. Yeah. That's okay. where I'm aiming. Yeah, so you get sort of get used to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and it's like two-handed, but you still can't aim down the sights or anything. So, um, and there's, there's limited ammo, but not much. You just pick up the same weapon from the fallen enemy after a while. So is it like the style of game, is it? How open of a game is it? Like, how much exploring and wandering around can you do in the world? It's quite railroady. Okay. Um, like, there's I'm no. I'm not sure there is too much open world in VR. It's it's there. running it's running directly off the quest, and I've just realised that my number one game is not my number one game. Anyway, um, it's running off the quest entirely, so you can't expect too much from it. Well, without spoilers, I was just looking at your number one game, and I was shocked that it wasn't a game that I experienced the opening of Yes, in VR. exactly. And I, I just realised that I played that this year. Holy <laughs> moly, this looks incredible. I'm changing my number one game last minute. Never mind. All right, now that means you've got to do a quick fire for the thing that you it did does. have as number one. Yes. All right, quick fire, go. Resident Evil 4 VR. It's fantastic. Play it. I'd never played Resident Evil 4 before, and VR is a great way of playing it. Cool, right. Um, so without <laughs> ruining your number one... Yes. Anyway, we'll get to your number one later. We will. Um, so, yeah, there's no big open spaces. But by the end of the game, you have holsters on both hips and behind both shoulders where you can store any weapon you like. Okay. Um, and they recharge your weapons, which isn't a thing that happens at the start of the game. Okay, useful. So, obviously, you can only ever have two weapons at once. So that means that you can basically... Use two of them, put them back in the holsters, take out the other ones, use yeah. them, and then swap oh, that back. That feels cool. There are one-hit-kill blasters oh. that, sp that are quite regularly around. And oh. so what ends up happening is that you dual-wield one-hit-kill blasters and feel cool as hell. Uh, I can imagine that feels, <laughs> that does feel pretty damn epic. Yeah. Um, so you're just wandering around doing the hand Solo thing of standing there with dual blasters shooting with one and going like that and you know just it's great fun i loved every minute of it once i got to that point yeah um that's what i think i get like we'll, we'll touch more on this when we talk about things that we're looking forward to like next year mm. but i think that sort of full game 
right. that makes the actual use of the VR fully rather than just like the gimmicky party things, which yes, are cool. They are. But I think to actually really elevate VR and yeah, bring need, it further, need it like needs that. games like this yes. and what I'm assuming will be your number one. Yeah. Um, but before we do your number one, mm. I've got to do my number two. You do. Which again, mad that these could be number twos. Mm. Um, I'm I'm putting two together because I've played both Uncharted three and four this year. Right. Um, three I played at the start of the year. Four I played at the end. Uh, loved both of them, but four is, you know, head and shoulders the best one. It is, and it's fantastic. I literally finished it less than a week ago. Right. Um, and would probably quite happily play it through again. Yeah. If if I ever had time, which I won't. But hey. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we, we we said it a minute ago when we were talking about The Last of Us. The writing in the the way the characters are written is fantastic. Mm. Like the interactions with each other, you you can feel their feelings for each other. Yes. Um, they took their 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 interactions are, are real. Um, like it's not just like typical action stuff where it's not there for the story it is an actual thing yeah like there's there's so much stuff in there that you know doesn't develop the story forward at all but it's the way that real people interact with each other yeah and real people who know each other so you can tell that those characters have a relationship yes yeah they bounce off each other um yeah and it, it like it's just written so well mm. um the rest of the game, like, we said it in a podcast previously, like, go back and listen to our best games, mm. beginning with you, um, you know, Uncharted. Yep. We said it before, like, it, the, the, they do simple things really well. They don't really revolutionise anything. There's nothing in the shooting that's special. Nope. There's nothing in the cover that's special. Nope. There's nothing in the climbing that's special, <laughs> apart from the fact that it's mad over the top with some of the scenes and those chase scenes the set that pieces they, yeah the good. set pieces yeah um but there's nothing in there that you you look at that and you go that's not been done before no um but what it does do is it's all done really well and just comes through to support the story of the game and again that character writing um yes and it was i mean it was good like the 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 Play style of the game was good enough that Tomb Raider rebooted and basically stole the formula. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, like it completely, and this this is going to sound like a really damp squib of a compliment, <laughs> but it really does its job, mm. and that's exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, for it to be like as good as it is. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't try to be something that it's not. It knows exactly what it is mm. and nails it completely i really liked uncharted 4 because it made it a lot easier than the previous games to play a stealthy game yeah it encouraged you a lot mm. you you i remember you telling me about that before i'd played it yeah um yeah and it, it almost it was almost like a puzzle thinking like oh, how can i take this right. guy down without that guy seeing me how yes can i take this guy down and so like yeah, I guess the takedowns do feel really cool. Like, mm. the different ones that you can do, like, hanging on the ledge and just grabbing a guy over it or, like, dropping down on a guy and just strangling him and, grab, grab, like, well, shoving feels, him into grass and everything. It feels more realistic than just sort of going, oh, there's 20 guys over. I'll just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously there is that as well. And it's that classic, how the hell has he survived that? Yeah. 
like Nathan Drake, whatever he's having on his Weeabix, huh. I need some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to quickly touch on the ending as well. I'm not going to spoil any of it, but mm. I thought it was brilliant. I yeah. thought it was the perfect ending. It brought it tied everything up, brought it all in together, and just left you so happy. Yes. For the, for the characters that are in that ending. Um, I won't spoil anything. And there's so many nice little references yeah. throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. We were saying it's it was like a commentary and a, and a love letter almost mm. to people that have followed through the series. Like there's references back that you you see and you go, "That's great." Yeah. Like I did that's that. Put a smile on my I face there. just seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you said, with the the reference to. Well, the ability to play Crash Bandicoot right. in there. <laughs> yes, yes. Naughty Dog's old game. Yeah. And it's just, just dotted throughout it. And it's just such a small thing that, like, developers don't need to do that. No. And it's done as a competition to see who's going to wash the dishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to put that sort of stuff in. Um, and, like, the references back to the previous games and mm. the comments that the characters say, they don't need any of it's that. total fan but, service. But, it, yeah, and that's what is so fantastic about that it game. It is, yeah. Is that for the they people care. that have played all the others, you've just got a smile on your face yeah. the whole time you're playing it. Yeah. You're just like you're just loving every second of being in there. And I mean the thing is is that for pe- even for people who haven't played the others, it's tone setting. You know, it works for both things. It's not just a complete missed in joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, everyone so, will completely like get what it's referencing. So even to. if even if you started with Uncharted Four as your first game, like you'd, you'd there'd be a lot of spoilers for you in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't recommend it, but you could, yeah. and you'd really enjoy it. And why would you want to skip the others anyway? Because the others are also brilliant. Right. So just you know, if you haven't played Uncharted, go one, two, three, four, boom. Or, or two, I one, three, four. Two, one, three, four. Mm. That's the order I did it, because one is one's a bit off-putting. Why? Oh, because like the the climbing's, the climbing's a bit more awkward up. and the story's I, I not one. so the great. The climbing is awkward, but it will get better. And either I way, like don't play fourth the fourth one first. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but yeah, that those that that was my number two game for the year, and that was incredible. So mm. holy moly, you're in for a treat with number one. Yes, you are. Uh, my number one, uh, which has recently changed. You may have noticed. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just smooth over that. This is completely prepared and planned. Yes, podcast. and I totally thought about it for ages before I actually did, and I completely forgot, and I can't believe I did this. I can't believe you did it. No, either. I know. Because I'm surprised you didn't I've, catch me I've out played, on this. I've played about 15 minutes of this game, and it nearly made my top five. So. No, it didn't feel like it was this year, all right? <laughs> my number one game for the year was Half-Life Alex, um, And, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's long ago that I got the VR headset, I think. But that game is just ridiculously good. Like, compared to everything else in VR, that game is just head and shoulders above anything else in terms of visuals, in terms of, like, smooth mechanics, in terms of, um, you know, game design. Um, you know, I've I've spent more time playing that game than any other VR game except Beat Saber. <laughs> and I've put about five people through the first hour or two of the game um, and they've all absolutely loved it. Like, these are people who've not played VR before. Um, you know. And me, who was a VR sceptic. Right, yes. And you really liked it as well, didn't you? Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell my view on it once you've 
because right. I've literally played 20 minutes. Yes. So, I mean, for a start, it's just amazing that they made a Half-Life game. Yeah. Um, the last... how, how long did that take? Like, what, 2004? Ten... No, no, it's, yeah, it's over 10 years anyway. I think Half-Life 2 might have been 2004. Yeah, it wasn't long. Uh, wasn't it PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era? It was. So it must have been around 2007. Carry on talking, I'll do a quick Google to get the facts straight. Cool. Um, So finding that they're going to make the next one and they're going to do it as a VR game is a great start. Um, But Sorry, let me just interject. Yeah. I was absolutely spot on. Really? 2004. Boom! Wow. I win. Right, carry on. All right, fair enough. Good (laughs) job. Um, (laughs) Huh. Um, so uh yeah and they they basically invented you know the gravity glove thing of picking things up yeah and they kept the whole uh format of half-life as a physics engine which they built a game in so everything is interactable with almost almost everything um which is something that no other vr game does like you can put your hands on a wall and they'll start vibrating as soon as you touch the thing if you try and pass your gun through a wall, it'll sort of flick back your your wrist. No, not physically, yeah, but yeah. in the game. Like, things interact with, with other things properly. Whereas most games, it just let you put your hand through a wall. Yeah. Um, so, it's just, it's so ahead of its, ahead of the curve. Oh, ma- like, massively. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it. they've put a £60 price tag on it, but... If, you know, if anything's worth 60 quid, it's that game. Yeah. Um, it's not the longest thing ever, but it is a VR game, and it's pretty long for it VR. Is? It's a good 15, 15 to 20 hours. Okay. So nice. it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, for single player. Right, it's probably, yeah, it's probably about the same length as Half-Life 2, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. And, that, and I thought that game was long enough to do yeah. what it needed to do. Yeah. Um... And it does actually play into the Half-Life story as well. Yeah. Which was a, a nice surprise, because it felt... Because it's a prequel to Half-Life 2. It's after Half-Life 1, before Half-Life 2. Um, and you're playing as a character who's in Half-Life 2, so it feels like nothing can really happen. Yeah. But there is a meaningful story. Um, not change, but um, result. Yeah. From your actions, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where they take it because they've they've lined it up for another one. Oh really? Well, mm. What like literally Half Life Alex two? No, or no, not Half Life. Another Half Life game. Oh, that would be. Think... They've basic. What they've done is they've added to what had already happened in Half Life Two Episode Two. Okay. Which I don't think you've played. I have not. All right. Again, need to go back. But... Yeah, you need to play that because that that's. It's fairly major what happens there. Oh, don't say that because I've got a long list of things to play already. <laughs> just keep adding to it, David. Well, there's a reason why oh! people are so keen on having Half Life Three. Put it that way. Okay. That something happened. Okay. Oh, maybe, can I just watch a YouTube video of it? Anyway, um, no, because then I won't get to play it. Not the point. But my my overall view of Half Life Alex is that I love it and hate it at the same time. Huh. In that I love it because you gave me that putting that headset on and the opening scene is you just stood on a balcony mm. looking over like the city basically. Yes. 
and wow like you could i think i just stood there going wow this is amazing yeah just not even moving literally just moving my head around like almost in awe that this world had been created and that i was in it yeah and i was just stood there like wow this is wow yeah because all we'd done on vr before was like a few run and shoot target practices a few multiplayer things this was like game changing completely this was yeah. like this is gaming and unbelievable yeah i'm in this world yeah this is like you could when people say oh, vr is the future of gaming like you could see that in half-life mm. alex but i hate it because i still can't get on board with vr <laughs> right because a i still do feel a bit seasick and i get that as you get used to it mm. that's probably not so bad but for me Gaming's about just coming in, sitting down, like, on a sofa, relaxing, feet up, chill out, play the game. Right. I don't want to have to come in, put on a headset, set up my controllers, find myself a space big enough for starters mm. that I'm not going to be walking in. And I, I have a weird, I don't know, I guess just, like, mentally feeling that I'm in that completely different world is fine for like 20 minutes but the reason I stopped playing Half-Life Alex not wasn't because you were like oh you're playing my game get <laughs> off it was because I was like I've been in a world that isn't my own right for too long now right okay. and I don't like that feeling of it so that and that's my own issues with VR mm. in general but if you're someone who you know doesn't have those issues mm wow like oh my god yeah that game was incredible and like you said the interaction like there's literally a whiteboard which in any other game would just be there for background picture mm. you can pick up any different colored pen that's there with and your actual hands it. and just draw whatever the hell you want yep. on this board you can pick up anything and like you said it with it being that physics engine it's mm. like the gravity gun but everything is pick upable yes yeah you didn't even <laughs> get to the point yeah. where you got gravity gloves no i didn't so, but yeah, I mean, absolutely fantastic game. But that's why I also hate it because I I want to be able to love and play it. But my own issues with VR, right? Kind of, kind of mean I'd rather play something else. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, um, my number one to round out this yes. is if it weren't for Fallout Three. Which I can't decide if I just absolutely adore or if I'm just stubbornly adore it. <laughs> because I like, you know, it's got its flaws, but I just love that mm, game. Um, nostalgia. If it weren't for Fallout 3, this would probably be my greatest game of all time. It's certainly in my top five. Yeah. Easily. Top three, actually. Which is. Yeah, basically. But the game is Ghost of Tsushima, or Tsushima, however mm. you want to pronounce it. And everything about that game, I could not fault that game at all. Its graphics were gorgeous. You yep. said that like you pretty much spent more time in photo mode than I, I spent doing more time walking in that game <laughs> than I did running. Yeah, like just <laughs> the winds, just every like it's gorgeous. That mm. game, absolutely stunning, and the environment just adds to that completely. Like yeah. I can. Like, this is a game that wouldn't work with that Days Gone environment, obviously, right. completely different settings, but the vibrancy of it, and yeah, it's beautiful. Um, the gameplay 
itself, like I was saying with Uncharted, it didn't add anything new. Mm. This did. Like, the combat in it with the different stances, like, it was yeah. hard combat where it felt rewarding for you to win the battle and you yes. had to think and approach each individual battle differently. But it wasn't so hard that you were going in going, oh, God, this is going to be a start. And it's one of those combat things where you get better as you play to the point where you up the difficulty at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, because you want it to be on the edge because that's what that's what makes it fun and yes. satisfying. You but want you want the enemies to if if you make a mistake, you want the enemies to hit you. Yeah. And 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 yeah, because because every mistake you make is your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing in where like you get hit and you go, oh, that didn't quite respond. Yeah. Like it does exactly what you want it to, and like the different stances, the way that you can match that up to attach, and and it's like. Again, like you said, like that Dark Souls thing of don't just go in for that extra hit. Mm. Be patient with it. Yeah. Like you've got to choose to parry, choose to block, whatever, right. choose to dodge. Um, but yeah, I think with the stances and everything, it did add something to like sword combat and like bow combat that I hadn't seen before. Right. Um, and that was really cool. Because I remember we talked about it at the start. Um, like again on one of our previous podcasts mm. where I just started playing it yes. and I hadn't unlocked any of the stances and I at the time was saying that I really liked the combat and right. you were saying just you wait yes. until you unlock even more yes. and it somehow gets better. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the story itself, uh, it was one of those games that you finish it and you just put the controller down and you just sit there and reflect mm. and you go, yeah, that that was an experience right um it gives you a multiple choice I and mean, i think we we're not going to ruin it but we chose different things for different reasons yeah um but would, yes. i think that there are valid reasons behind choosing both there are because it's like sometimes things give you like a multiple choice for example there's one in gears five that gives you a multiple choice and i'm like did that really need to be multiple choice mm. though um but yeah this you can you can be satisfied taking that decision into your own hands and and choosing it um see so, but yeah the story itself was gripping it was fantastic again it had side missions that had not written quite to the extent of like the witcher or yeah no they weren't as fantastic as that but still were very good the story yeah the side quests are designed so that each character reflects a different sort of trait yeah and i found it a bit weird that each character was so much into that trait that it was sort of caricature. Yeah, it did. It did verge on that. But I still really enjoyed them. Yeah, because I because the the gameplay and the the acting was good enough that it didn't really matter that that's what they were doing. Yeah. No, I I can I can see that, but I don't think it quite overstepped that mark. Mm. Like it was within the realms of still being, like realistic and relevant yeah. within that story I, I only had two complaints with that game that was one of them the other one was that there's a certain point in the game where you're told throughout the whole of the game that you're supposed to be this honourable samurai who will face your enemies head on and the point of the game is that your character doesn't really do that he starts to uh, err off of that path and use underhanded tactics and I was playing the char a character who was sticking with the honourable side. He didn't I didn't sneak around, I didn't use poisons, I didn't do any of that. I went in and I faced faced enemies because it was fun and I didn't really go yeah, into that the stealth. Sta the standoff yeah, thing was exactly. awesome. 
So when it got to the point of the game where there is an altercation where you do actually do an underhanded thing in a cutscene, yes. I didn't feel like the character I was playing would have done that and I would have liked to have had the option. See, whereas I played it completely different in that the story, without you know spoiling the story, mm. the story so pushed you to following, to, to diverting away from the path. Mm. Not because you didn't not because you wanted to right but because of necessity right and that was the powerful bit of the story for me was that you're sticking with this you're sticking with this but sometimes it comes to a point where you have no other way and i think because it was sort of hinting that that's the way that the story is going yes that that bit completely made sense. And I fully get that I was rebelling against what the game yeah, was trying exactly. to make me do. I mean, I, I played it the same as you because yeah. I enjoyed the standoffs and right. I enjoyed the combat more than the just sneaking and stealth. That's mm. just the way I wanted to play it. But I knew totally that if if that wasn't... Like, if I was going to just get my ass handed to me doing that, mm. I didn't have a problem with right. them going, Fair enough. actually, you know what, if I'm going to die just yeah. for being honourable I'd rather not die right. I will do what needs to be done Yeah, which is essentially like what the whole story is trying to it is. balance up um, so I just thought that that stuff just linked in with it perfectly yeah I don't know like I'm normally one for liking a story which sticks to its guns and does what, it's, what it wants but just that once I would have liked to have an option of of saying I'm gonna go options, I'm gonna go alone and just do this. Yeah, but I think the whole point of again without spoilers at that point of the story, you can't just go alone. Yes, I could. That, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think Dave Dave has got a bit of a uh, superiority complex here because I'm not quite sure how you how you doing that as as one guy just facing up to them. But anyway, we're just we're gonna skip over that. Um, but yeah, like, that, like like I said, you finish that game and it's you put the controller down and, mm. and you think, yeah, that was a real experience, was, a yeah. real story, and I just need to sit here and reflect on everything with my jaw basically <laughs> on the floor. It's the only game I've ever platinumed. I also platinumed it, but done some more, but. Yeah, I mean, that's high praise so, from David. It is, yeah. Like, you know, I went and did every shrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because that, that's the thing. Like, it's... Because it's such a beautiful world, mm. it gives you the opportunity to explore that with the little things. Like, right. you've got to go and, like, bathe in all the little... Um, like, the hot springs. Yes. And that's just so relaxing. You can write the haikus. You can follow the little yeah. foxes. And just little touches of, like beautiful moments yeah. even though the story is so it, not tragic that's not the word but it's like serious it, yeah. and gritty it and is deep and hard yeah and the world around you is so full of conflict but you can find these hot springs and just like pure serenity right. within that yes. and it's like again like i said with days gone it's that contradiction of finding the good parts of humanity mm. and finding the good even when everything around you seems to be crumbling. It reminds me of the Blood and Wine expansion of Witcher 3 
Oh, what, in the stunning... In, in the film. way that the world oh. is so beautiful, but there's so much, there's all this conflict and death going on. Yeah. But it's such a nice sort of world to be in. Yeah. That you could God, just... God, I want to live in Tucson. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, it'd be a hard choice between Tsushima and Tucson. <laughs> That's a that's a poll I'm putting on. Twitter. <laughs> Where would you rather live, yeah. Tucson or Tsushima? I don't know. No. I'm having a holiday home in the one I'm not living in. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, right. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. So like I said, if I wasn't so stubbornly in love with Fallout Three, yeah, that would be my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Because for me. If it's I, pretty much faultless. If I didn't have so much nostalgia for um, Skies of Arcadia, it'd be the same for me. Yeah. And, uh, well, we can agree on that then. We can, yeah. <laughs> what a game. What a game. Um, yeah, I mean, guys, if you've not played it, just go and do yourself a favour and, and please, please play it. I believe that they're probably going to make a PC port at some point if you haven't got a PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine they're doing that quite a lot with PlayStation exclusives. And they are, yeah. Them over. God of War's coming out later this month. It is, that'll be, yeah. Again, if you're just on PC and haven't played God of War, go do that. that. Fantastic yes. game as well. Um, but yeah, we should, we should probably wrap up. I don't I know reckon. how long we've been chatting to you guys. Probably a while. We wanted to keep <laughs> it short, but we don't really do short. No. We get a bit carried away. What's short? We, we love it so much. I don't know. I've heard it's the opposite of long. But, is it? You know. Okay. What is I time? don't do that. What is time? Who <laughs> um, but yeah, thank thank you guys for listening along. Like, massively appreciate it. And hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting about it. And get your brains ready for part two. <laughs> yeah, which is what we are excited for this coming year. Yes. So. And there's a lot on that list. <laughs> yeah, we might have to do a quick bullet point thing for that. As I well. think we will. Ah. Uh, but anyway, we'll see you all next time. So, till then, au revoir. Have a lovely time. Bye. Bye.